is up, guys? My name is Victor. I'm the host of Bringing Grace to the Nations podcast. How are you doing? Welcome back to a brand new episode. I, I've i had a crazy week. I just woke up. It is Friday morning. Friday mornings are usually when I, when I try to record. And my car has been in the shop. And the Tampa Bay Lightning lost in the last playoff game in the last episode you you heard me say something along the lines of I'm about to go watch Tampa Bay Lightning play yeah well they lost and now they're kicked out of the playoffs and I was super heartbroken and super upset for like three days and now I'm depressed but that's okay because the Lord saves the Lord redeems and he uh, restores my depression Uh, I'm not depressed it's a game it's all good so I hope you guys had a fantastic week. I hope you guys are doing well. Before we get into the podcast today, make sure you shoot me an email, gracenationministries at yahoo.com. Check me out on my website, grace-nation.com. We're posting some new stuff on there soon, so hopefully you guys will, will see that. Stay tuned. And then also, also, you can uh, connect with us on Facebook, social media, and find us on the shop. We have some awesome gear, some new shirts, some new hats, awesome designs by some good friends of mine. So I hope you guys will check that out and enjoy it. So today's going to be a quick podcast. I always say that and it still ends up being 20 minutes, but today will probably be a quicker podcast and it's something that that's in. So we've been going through the systematic theology. We've been doing a few, a few really awesome episodes. We did what is systematic theology and its importance, the knowability of God, the revelation of God, the self existence of God. And so we've really been hitting on like the person of God, what he is, what he, what he's like, what are his characteristics? How do we define him? Things like that. And I was reading through the systematic theology and there's this tiny little section that I feel like that I feel like I was tempted just to kind of skip over, especially being in seminary and learning how to read. Usually you read the first sentence and the last sentence of each paragraph to kind of get the general idea. And then if you feel like you need to read the whole paragraph, then you can go back and read the whole paragraph. If not, you just keep moving. And so I was I was doing that and I was reading it and, and it caught my eye. This is a tiny little section um, and it, it's, it's really important. And so I wanted to hit on it because I feel like for those of you who are uh, reading along with me, you guys may be tempted as I was to skip right over it or to kind of read it and not, not really have it not really have it impact you in any in any way. And so we are going to be talking about the spirituality of God. And we're not talking about the Holy Spirit here. We're talking about the spirituality of God. Now when you say that, a few things might pop into your head. One, what the heck does that mean, the spirituality of God? I don't really, like, I know spiritual things, like God is a spiritual being, right? Um, or you might think of the Holy Spirit, right? A part of the Trinity, 100% God. If you're a Christian, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit living and dwelling inside of you, convicting you of sin, drawing sinners to himself, you know? So we we, we know what the Holy Spirit is. Um, but when we say the spirituality of God... What, what are we talking about? And so Burkhoff does a great job at, at defining what, what this idea of God's spirituality or the spiritual, spirituality of God is. And so I'm just going to read uh, the paragraph. It's, it's kind of long, but hopefully it'll make sense. Burkhoff says that the Bible does not give us a definition of God. The nearest approach to anything like it is found in the word Christ 
and the word of Christ to the Samaritan woman. God is spirit. Where he says that in John 4, 24. And that says, uh, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. Burkhoff continues, uh, this is at least a statement purporting to tell us in a single word what God is. The Lord does not merely say that God is a spirit, but that he is spirit. And because of this clear statement, it is fitting that we should discuss first all the spirituality of God. By teaching the spirituality of God, of God, theology stresses the fact that God is a, is a substantial being all in his own and distinct from the world. And that is a substantial being, and that substantial being is immutable and visible and without composition or extension. And so, uh, basically, Burkhoff is saying, and I, I loved what he said here, by teaching a spirituality of God theology, stresses the fact that God has a substantial being all his own and distinct from the world. I like that. And I think it it kind of gives us an idea of, of how God is different from this world. What dis, One of the things that distinguishes him as God. He is not like his creation. He is, he is, in a sense of his being, separate. Now, he's deeply involved in his creation, and he loves his creation, right? Like, we know that, we see that in Scripture, but in, in his being, he is spirit. He is invisible. He is uh, different than his creation. Um, I really like that. And so they continue on, since his spirit is absolute... And in the purest sense of the word, there is no, there is in him no composition of parts. The idea of spirituality is necessary, is the necessity excludes the ascription of anything like the corpority of God, and thus condemns the fanciest of some of the early Gnostics and medieval mystics and all of the secretarians of of our own day who ascribe a body to God. And so he's getting into to, to some more ideas here, and this is where some of the debate actually happens. Um, and and I think this is where idolatry can and does play a huge role. We see it right in the Old Testament with Israel, and I think we see it even today in our own culture, but especially with idolatry. So you know, we look at the Israelites; they've just been brought out of Egypt, and they they craft this golden calf, and 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 they're they're trying to put an image to God so that they have something to worship because they want to be able to see it. That, that's a big thing. And so God sees this and literally is like talking to Moses, like I should just kill you all now. Like I should just ruin it. You guys aren't faithful. Right. And so mainly because they have, have ascribed this idolatrous idol, this statue to a perfect, invisible spirit of God who cannot be uh, contained in some image or some sculpture or some idea, right? Um, and I think we see this today with, with idols, and, and we all know idols take different forms and can be portrayed differently, whether it be through money or our lust for, for you know, love or relationships and stuff like that. We, we see that idolatry take form, but in other religions, we also see this literal idolatry where people try and put God into an image that we can understand. 
And so you'll see people make, you know, cows and, and, you know, land. like we see that we see it in the old Testament. We see it here in Hinduism, even in Islam, we see it in, uh, Buddhism in the statues and their temples. We see it in Catholicism, right? I mean, we see it, we see it all over the place. You know, literally, if you walk into some Catholic churches, they will have a picture of Jesus and then right above it, they will have a picture of St. John because they think it is easier to access St. John than Jesus. And that logic to me makes absolutely no sense, mainly because St. John was a human being and, and is not easy to access, right? But Jesus in his infinite love stepped down from earth where he or stepped down from heaven where he could have been inaccessible and and came to this earth so that we could have access to him he literally put himself in human flesh so that we could have access to him that is the point of Jesus and if you if you if you just say that that's that's crap if you just say that that's nothing, then then you are literally laughing in the face of Jesus who stepped down from heaven and died for you. And so that's a huge problem in Catholicism. That's that's not just that's just not that's not just a sin issue. That is a idolatry. That is anti-Christian. When you when you bring a, a an idol or or a picture of someone like let's use Mary for example when when you elevate that above Jesus not just physically right but also like symbolically then and then that is not practicing Christianity that is practicing some other idolatrous man-made man conceptualized religion that that holds no weights and and will only send you to hell now, don't get me wrong. I'm not going off on Catholicism. There are saved Catholics. That's a thing. I'm just saying that that is the mainstream. It is this man-created religion. Um, and that goes for all of them who, who try and craft these idols and these statues of God. And there are even debates within the Christian world, especially within the Reformed world. And that goes, well, should we make pictures of Jesus? Should we paint images of him? Should we have statues of him in our churches hanging on the cross? Should we have crosses in our churches elevated above the pulpit? Because people sometimes, I don't think this is mainstream yet, maybe, but they'll take you know the image of a cross and almost worship that. Well, the cross was a tree, a cursed tree at that. The cross, you know, was just a torture method by the Romans. Is the person that died on the cross that has power, right? And so we see this a lot, I think, in mainstream Christianity. Shirts that have Jesus' face on it, things like that. Those are really highly debated things, and I think rightly so, um, because they need to be discussed. And sometimes I feel like we elevate a picture of Jesus over the actual person of Jesus. That's just my opinion. Um, and so... I think the spirituality of God is something that we we oftentimes neglect. We um, we don't talk about. It's something that's not talked about enough. I don't think. And I I actually think that it's quite an interesting uh, concept. Burkhoff finishes his paragraph with this. He says, By ascribing spirituality to God, we also affirm that He has none of the properties belonging to matter. 
and that he cannot be discerned by bodily senses. Paul speaks of him as the king, eternal, immortal, invisible. That's found in 1 Timothy 1.17. And again, the king of kings, the lords of lords, who only hath immortality, dwelling in light unapproachable, whom no man hath seen nor can see, to whom be the honor and power eternal. 1 Timothy 6.15 and 16. The spirituality of God is a weird concept that we have to acknowledge, and I just don't think we acknowledge it enough. And so that's pretty much it. I mean, like I said, it was a tiny little paragraph, but really meditate on the fact that God is spirit. He's not a spirit. He is a spirit. There's no bodily, like, that, like he doesn't have fingers and, and a hand. Now, Jesus did you know during his his life here on earth but god the fa- god himself is not is not um withheld by you know human things you know we can only do so much with two hands we can't you know if we had three hands people are like oh it'd be so much better right well god's not limited to just two hands right he's spirit he he doesn't have a physical being as himself and that's what burkoff is, is trying to get across here and so I hope you guys will meditate on this this week to see how that implements into your study. Like add this to your devotional, like thank God for being spirit, for not being hindered or, um, capped by, you know, human physical you know, things. Um, and, and let's really stop trying to conceptualize God as this white male, who lived in America. Can we just can we just stop that? All right. Jesus was not white. He's probably Middle Eastern. No, he was Middle Eastern, so he's definitely darker skinned. And a lot, I would say a lot of the paintings and pictures of Jesus are white. And I'm just going to tell you, it's an inaccurate representation of who Jesus is. And I think it leads to idolatry most of the time. So, meditate on that. If you have any pushback, feel free to email me. Feel free to let me know. I'd love to talk with you more on this topic, on this subject. And I hope you guys have a fantastic week. I am going to hopefully pick up my car today. We will see. Guys, I say this every week, and I mean it more and more as the weeks go on. You are beautiful, and you are one of a kind. Until next time, take care, and God bless. God bless.